0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Out of Spec Podcast. I am Francie, your host today, and I'm joined by Sean McLaughlin from Emporia Energy, founder and CEO, based out of Colorado. And what I know about Emporia Emporia is that you're a Colorado-based smart home energy management technology company. You were founded in 2018 and off the bat, I'm definitely getting like the triple P approach from y'all, people, planet, and profit. That seems to be the key to sustainable, successful solution-based uh, entrepreneurship and companies like this. And I really love that off the bat. And just a quick, quick picture of what I've gotten about Emporia is that you offer products that include at-home EV charging, EV monitors, V to X bi-directional chargers, smart plugs, power station batteries, and more, just to name a few. And recently you've announced that you're introducing an intelligent load management product for Emporia EV chargers. And this is in an effort to save your customers money. And we'll dig into that in a bit, but first I also wanted to start off uh, with who you are and specifically how did you get to be the founder and CEO of Emporia? What led you here? What were your motivations to get so involved in the space of energy and technology?
1: Oh, great, Francie, you should uh, apply for our director of marketing uh, position that we're hiring for. That was an awesome summary of of who and what we are, Uh, but to answer your question a little bit more about myself, I've actually spent 25 years uh, commodity marketing and trading specializing in North American energy, so buying and selling and trading the electrons and molecules that power our grid, And as far back as 2015, I realized I'd been doing it for over 20 years. And although it had been fun and challenging, rewarding for my family, I decided that I wanted something more out of my career. And I started thinking about, what is that? And I landed on three things. One, whatever I did, I wanted it to be more tangible, that you could see it and feel it and touch the change and impact you're having for your customers in the communities that you serve. commodity marketing Trading is, is great. It drives efficiency in the marketplace, but you can't really explain it to your mom, right? And so <laughs> I want her to be able to see and be proud of what I'm doing. The second thing, new technology. I, I love technology. I think it's impacting every aspect of our lives and it's gonna transform the way we live over the next 20 years. And then third, whatever I decided to do next, I wanted it to be immensely scalable. So with those three things in mind, I started diving into the energy transition and felt like, boy, could we take this Kamari marketing and trading background, combine that with some new technology to help accelerate the energy transition, driving efficiency and savings for our customers, and then scaling it. Because if we can build something that really matters and we can scale it, we can have a big impact. So your three Ps were right on.
0: Great. Super interesting. And I, I did read about your background in energy trading, which I admittedly don't know a whole lot about, and you touched on this a little bit. But why has that background specifically helped you in your work with Emporia?
1: It's the long-term vision of Emporia. So when we set out to start the company in 2018, we actually started with a five-year business plan. And it started with trying to deliver an exceptional consumer value to our customers to bring them onto the Emporia platform. Um, And then once they're on the platform, they're introduced to our software and our automated energy management tools that really are adjusting energy consumption throughout your house based on how you've configured the system and the parameters you've given our software. But we're adjusting thermostats and heaters and air conditioners, um, refrigerators, ovens, dryers, EV chargers throughout the day to again drive that efficiency and savings. And through that, we then introduce you to the opportunity to participate in what we call grid services. And so do you have excess energy flexibility that you can sell to the grid and monetize that and generate additional profit and revenue? That grows into the concept of a virtual power plant. And Tesla has made the news over the last couple of years in California and in Texas, where they've done some virtual power plant pilot programs. Our concept is to have one of the largest virtual power plants, a large consumer base where we can help them manage their energy consumption and then drive additional revenue savings. A lot of that comes from their electric vehicle why it's parked in their garage 95% of the time. And that virtual power plant is getting right back into the commodity marketing and trading sector that I spent so many years in buying and selling and trading those electrons on behalf of our customers. So we definitely have a little bit of a different background and approach. We come by this to how do we drive energy efficiency savings and how we maximize the value of those electrons in and out of the grid.
0: Very interesting. I can totally see how that connect is there and how you bring an interesting background um, that's a, a bit holistic. And I know that you're based out of Colorado. Is there a specific reason why you decided to found Emporia there?
1: Well, other than I love Colorado, I was raised here. I did spend four years in Chicago um, back in the day that you uh, traded on the floor with the yelling and screaming and hand signals, but uh, I've been back here since 1995, raised my family here. It, you know, It's such a beautiful location. It's so centrally located, and there's a lot of tech talent here, believe it or not, especially when you look at uh, the Denver Tech Center, but also the Boulder Corridor, and so we've had a real good luck hiring software engineers, hardware engineers, power electronics engineers up and down the front range of here in Colorado. So it's it's worked out really well for us.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I have seen the innovation that in the startups, entrepreneurship that has come out of Colorado in this kind of forward way of thinking of energy, sustainability, renewable, all that great stuff and I'm glad that you also have a you know, a good lot to pick from of folks who are ready to bring their value to your company i do think that the remote culture has definitely opened up the field to be able to recruit more talent but i think colorado has been a bit of a hub for these kind of companies to start up take a foothold and so speaking of you know you being there are your services with emporia only focused on colorado is that just more where you've you know really gotten your foothold or are you nationwide
1: yeah we're actually nationwide and and beyond we um sell a lot of product direct to consumer via Amazon and our website, and we have product in all 50 states. You know, the traditional um, coastal regions, you know, you have a lot of power interruption with whether it be wildfires in California or hurricanes in the Southeast. You have more expensive power in those regions tend to be our bigger markets. So California, Florida, Texas, the New England, um, and tri-state area are kind of our biggest Markets, if you if you will, um, Colorado does does well, but um, relatively to population and a relatively stable energy grid, it's not our biggest market. We also sell in Western Europe, and so if you think about the European Union now, is a Brexit plus UK, <laughs> it's no longer in the union. But we sell in in those regions as well, and especially last year at this time, when they were really facing the scare of an energy crisis heading into last winter there was a lot of interest in demand for our products in Europe.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. I can see how not only you're working to make these products accessible, I mean, getting them on Amazon, that is really one definition of accessible products, but also, yeah, expanding outside of the U S that is pretty intriguing. And I'm starting to think about what Emporia Emporia's competitive advantages here. There are, you know, Larger, perhaps more well known or established companies in the energy management and in the automation sector, which we'll talk about too, how you've moved into the EV space specifically. You know, there's the big names, Honeywell, Schneider, and they offer us, you know, comprehensive energy management as well. But they typically have catered uh, to larger industrial, commercial customers, but some mm-hmm. residential solutions as well, which I think competed with your uh, Emporia view. Is that how you say it? Um, And things like that. So how do you work to differentiate yourself from those, you know, kind of mammoths in the industry? Further back to
1: 2015, when I decided to leave that commodity marketing trading space for a time and focus on building an Emporia, we really analyzed the energy transition and how technology plays within that. And we've built the company around two primary theses, and the first was home energy management. When we looked at energy management systems, there's some great product out there from the companies that you mentioned that focused on large commercial and industrial buildings. They were tens, thousands of dollars, if not tens of thousands of dollars to purchase. Typically you took a professional install and a lot of times a professional to even manage them on an ongoing basis. 80 to 85% of our buildings in North America are 25,000 square feet or smaller. And there was no system that really fit the bill for that size building. And when I say fit the bill, I literally mean the utility bill, right? an average home in North America has about $135 a month electric bill. You can't afford to spend thousands of dollars on an energy management system. And so we thought, man, if we could build a system that could reduce people's energy spend and drive efficiency 10 to 20 percent, and we could price that. At a level that there's less than a one-year payout we felt like there could be a lot of demand and so that's really what we set out to do with our first product which is our Emporia view the backbone to our home energy management system and we price from 85 to 165 and in that we give a tremendous consumer value proposition most of those companies you mentioned i've talked to time and time again they have no idea how we can deliver such a great value on a product. And so how do we compete? It's, you know, we're nimble. We are small and don't have a lot of overhead. And we think about the consumer and the consumer value proposition right up front. We design all of our hardware with simplicity built in so we don't drive up cost. We manufacture overseas and commit to volume so we can drive efficiency and savings for our customers. And then we have a much more direct-to-consumer business model where we're not selling through a lot of third-party box retailer or third-party sellers. And going direct-to-consumer allows us to work off of a smaller margin than you'll see some, some of these big companies selling through box retailers. And so all of that kind of adds up to the point where we can offer a value proposition that our competition really hasn't been able to compete against when you look at our view our home energy management system that's been on the market since 2019, we came into the market and there were some existing products and we priced ours at half what the competition is. And we now have over 4,000 reviews on Amazon and the highest reviews on the market. And we were able to say that same thing with our level two EV charger. We came in at 399 for a charger that has the same specs as a Tesla charger or the ChargePoint charger and we beat both of their prices.
0: That is very competitive. I see the gap that you're going for here to fill, you know, it's this with the EV space energy, it's all about, you know, you might have an upfront investment, but you're going to see the payout. And it won't be, you know, super long from now. I mean, EVs with their maintenance, um, or you know, making your phone or your home uh more uh energy efficient is definitely yeah. I can see I can see that value for consumers and uh, speaking of your products, I'd love to know a bit about your research and development. Who are the key engineers um, and what is your research and development like and also your manufacturing process?
1: Our key R&D team is actually our customers, right? So we definitely believe in a lean startup market, our model, excuse me, we will put imperfect product on the market now. We always make sure they're UL certified and they're completely safe for the customer. But if it comes to the user experience and what does the customer want out of our product and want it to do, um, we let them tell us. So put the product in the market, answer the phone on the first ring, get into a dialogue with your customers and do a really good job of recording. What are they requesting? What are they liking? What are they don't liking? What are their frustration points? And we really build from there. Our R&D team is our customers. We're allowing them to tell us what to do. Now, that being said, once we've been informed of what we do, we do have to hand that over to really smart engineers. And we employ um, the entire stack. So we are designing, developing um, in-house the hardware. So electrical engineers, now we're doing the bi-directional. So we have power electronics engineers. We have firmware engineers who are programming on the hardware themselves cloud engineers, app engineers, website engineers. And so we're a team of mostly engineers. We have about 40 employees and 75% of them are engineers who are focused on delivering and designing our products. And really we have seven customer service folks who are answering the phone full time. So me and accountant engineers and customer service, that's how we do R and D.
0: That is a really interesting way to build your team. Uh, it's obviously, like you said, engineer heavy, and sometimes you can outsource that kind of effort. But do you, would you, do you think that's key to your success so far? Is keeping this in house and engineer heavy as well as I do love the emphasis on research and development, taking customers' opinions because at Out of Spec Two, we're we're really trying to have the experience of consumers, the experience of the real person, and amplify that so that we can get the you know the best out of the EV space. But yeah, do you think that's key, the way that you're doing it with the in-house engineer te-
1: team? I I, absolutely. Yes. I think um, when we launched our first MVP product, the energy monitoring system, we did leverage out-of-house engineering teams. And the idea at that point was we were a young company. We're still a young company, but even younger. And we really wanted to prove that we can do two things. One, produce product market fit, right? This is something customers really want. And two, deliver an exceptional consumer value. And once we convinced ourselves of those two things, we really started doubling down and making the investment to bring all the engineering in-house. And we think that what it really gives us is the ability to move quickly, right? And to be really agile. So when we, you know, a piece of news breaks or a new product is launched or... You know, we hear from the customers that they're looking for a certain feature. We can we can move quickly to deliver those when everything is in house when we control the schedule we control the engineering team and we can pivot and move. I think for example is NACS right the North American charging standard that you know was just at the very end of last year opened up by Tesla and then by the end of the second quarter some major car manufacturers started announcing that they were going to support NACS. Our NACS charger is ninety percent there. We are in manufacturing. Um, We will start delivering those by the end of this year. And so we'll have one of the first non-Tesla level two NAX chargers on the market, being able to pivot and move quickly, having that in-house engineering team. We think that is really important.
0: I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, that is an incredible pivot that is happening. Yeah, ripple effects across the industry. So, of course, we have to start thinking about that in the at-home charging as well. And so speaking of that, back to the technology and solutions that you're bringing to the market with Emporia, there's, you know, a lot of reasons why folks would move to electrifying their home in general, Uh, being able to use uh, renewable energy resources, take down their costs, have quote unquote smarter homes and optimize their usage, maybe get benefits from putting it back on their energy back on the grid. And of course, Emporia has an emphasis on the EVs specifically as well. And folks who might you know, want to be electrifying their home might right. also be an EV owner. So can you tell me a bit why you focused, you know, you could have maybe just focused on smart home, typical things, but also you moved into the EV space. Can you tell me a bit more about that decision to move into that market? Yeah.
1: You mentioned, uh, you know use a word earlier called kind of a holistic approach, and that's exactly what we've taken as a holistic approach to our mission, revolutionize home energy. So when we think about home energy, it's been done the same way in the Western world for 100, 150 years, right? Centralized hydrocarbon power plants, long transmission, and that transmission is expensive, not only in capital infrastructure, but in line losses. So when you hear that buzzing and that hissing of those big power lines, that is energy being lost and that becomes mm-hmm. expensive? And we just felt like, boy, it's about time we apply technology to change the way we think about energy at home, the way we use it, the way we store it, the way we produce it. How can we help enable distributed renewable generation by building a full electrification ecosystem? Right. And so that does start with our home energy management system. I mean, you think about managing home energy, there's some major power consumptions in a typical home. Your HVAC, your heating and air conditioning, is going to be usually number one, right? So we have written to third-party smart thermostats like Ecobee and Sensi and and, and Honeywell, and we control your HVAC system through that smart thermostat to drive energy savings and efficiency. One of the other big loads that, is going to be in most homes in the coming 10 years, is going to be electric vehicle charging. 82%, 85% of all charging takes place at work or at home. And so it's going to become, if not the largest, probably your second largest energy consumption suit behind the HVAC system. And it's also unique, right? Because that car has an enormous size battery that's parked 95% of the time. So by connecting to that vehicle today, we have smart EV charging. We can do time of use where we're only charging during the low expensive times of the day. We have excess solar charging. So we, through our energy management system, can detect when your home is producing more energy than it's using and turn on your EV charger. We can even set the rate of the EV charger to exactly match that excess solar production to really balance out exactly what you're producing. We can do peak demand management when your oven, your air conditioner kicks on. We can pause your EV. When those heating outlets cycle off. We can turn it back on, minimizing the maximum draw at any given time your home or building will draw from the grid, which is important, right? When we talk about really saving energy efficiency, let's not run at the really inefficient times those peak power plants, right? And so let's manage that peak demand usage. And so those tools that we we offer are not only unique in the market, but it's part of that holistic approach where we're trying to manage your entire energy consumption on one piece of software, one piece of platform, controlling refrigeration, washers, dryers, heaters, air conditioners, um, you name it. And EVs just happen to be a big energy draw. And we really believe in the near future, our flagship product will be our bi-directional EV charger. We're planning on launching this in the fourth quarter of next year. We've been developing on it for a year and a half now. Super excited about the early results of the product, but now, we can tap into that car battery to really drive energy efficiency savings, taking our product from a 10 to 20 percent savings for the consumer to a 30, 40, and even some markets will be able to reduce your energy bill by 50 percent or more by leveraging your car battery while it's parked in your garage.
0: Hmm, I'll be uh, really interested to see that. Look, look forward to seeing that kind of solution because in this space there is so much potential at every step. You know along the life cycle of going electric where we can enhance and optimize. And it sounds like you do keep that in mind, the optimization of the processes and the products that you are offering to your customers. And speaking of your customers, uh, I lived in Colorado for a while and some of the homes that I lived in were, one was 120, it was built in 1900, so really old. And so one aspect that uh, Emporia speaks to and that a lot of people have to consider is the amperage rating of their electrical panels and this is you know that indication of the amount of electrical current that can flow through it safely and if we're thinking about not only everything that already exists in your home that you need to run with electricity but adding in that EV charging or what other appliances you might add to you know all the projects you're doing it seems like that is really where this intelligent load management system comes in and from my research, it, it seems like residential electrical panels typically have an average of 100 to 200 amps. Right. And can you paint a picture for, you know, what that kind, what that limits, and what's out of reach? And then again, this can, you know, connect to why these kind of energy solutions are essential if you're trying to upgrade your home, or if you can't, then what are the other options?
1: Yeah, in, uh, in older homes across North America typically have a 100 amp panel and newer homes will have closer to a 200 amp panel. You will see some newer homes with 100 to 150, but those are kind of generalities when you're looking at it. There's been some research done and, you know, it ranges somewhere between 30 and 50% of homes they believe are going to need some kind of service upgrade to install a level two home AV charger. So, If you think about an older home that has a 100 amp panel and they have an air conditioner and an oven and, you know, a couple other large energy loads, that's going to be taking up probably 80% of the use of that panel and maybe only 20 amps is available and it's a 48 amp charger, right? So there's not enough available capacity in your panel to add that charger on top of the energy consumption you already have. But even in a 200 amp panel, right, homes in America are bigger and, if you're running those general appliances, that's probably fine. But if you have a pool or a jacuzzi or a sauna, um, or a lot of homes maybe have a 200 amp panel in the garage or on the opposite side of the house, and they're running a sub panel, uh, excuse me, a 200 amp panel in the basement, and they're running a sub panel that's 100 amps in the garage that you want to tap into. And that 100 amp panel is not going to have room for a 48 amp charger. So it's even 200 amp homes have this difficult time. Um, 30 to 50% of the time installing a level two charger. And so we just launched our newest feature, which is an EV charger with load management. And what this does is we install our energy, our view, our home energy management system in your electrical panel. We're sampling data 3000 times a second and seeing what available capacity you have in your panel which is constantly changing. An air conditioner turns on and it reduces, right? The oven turns off and it increases. And we're only allocating the available capacity in your panel to the EV charger at any given time. And so based on national electric code, if you have a load management system in your panel, such as the Emporia that is controlling that EV charger, the EV charger does not count against the capacity in the panel. And so you can now put a 48-amp charger in a panel that only has 20 amps worth of space. And Emporia is going to say, if everything's running, we're only going to give it 20 amps. If things are not running, we can give it the full 48 amps. And 98% of the time, you're going to be able to give it the first 48 because it's not often everything else in your house is firing. But again, electrical code has to assume that that will happen occasionally, and they have to be able to control the ADP charger load. And that's what Emporia does. And this we think is a game changer. It will reduce the cost of installing an EV charger by thousands of dollars, because those that are facing a panel upgrade, it's not an inexpensive venture, right? It's gonna cost you two, three, four thousand, 4,000, and even more to upgrade your panel. And the Emporia home energy, excuse me, the Emporia EV charger with load management costs 599 and includes the charger. So it's literally a $200 upgrade from our base charger and eliminates thousands of dollars of retro tra- retrofitting your panel.
0: It seems like that, yeah. This is the the large scale implication of this technology and your work here is that, yeah, the upgrades to your electrical panel aren't necessarily needed. There's another option that is right. less expensive, and you can still have the at home charging that you know is far more convenient than the public charging. And um, you know, you just plug it in overnight, like you said. Most of the time, those EVs are parked, so take advantage right. of that parked status and very, very interesting technology that you're talking about here. And I know that your partners must be essential in the work that you do to be able to provide these solutions to your customers. And your website mentions, you know, you have installers, suppliers, you partner with utilities, auditors, consultants, brokers, agents, builders, and more. And I was hoping you could speak to the essential nature of these partnerships in delivering on your mission and uh, your products.
1: To the future. So. One of the things I kind of like to compare us to, I mean, if you think about the cell phone industry, right, there's kind of Apple, which is a closed system, and they really want people to be using their entire ecosystem and don't necessarily play nice with other ecosystems. And then you think, well, then there's Android, and Android is more of an open system, and you can mix and match more, you know, apps and hardware features with an Android platform. We consider ourselves kind of the latter, the, the more open system, right? We want to play... Really nice with third-party devices, hardware. So you know we control third-party appliances, third-party thermostats. We give those products added features like solar-only charging or um, pre-cooling your house when you have excess uh, excess solar, and and those types of things. And that doesn't just stop there; it extends into installation partners, right? And so we become the user interface, and we drive more efficiency and more savings for solar systems. So if you're a solar installer and you use our system, when you install solar, the customers are getting a great user experience. It works with your solar system to maximize the savings and efficiency from your on-site production. And that's not just solar companies we're working with. Like you said, HVAC companies who are trying to put in high efficiency HVAC systems, energy auditors, Our newest program is our dealership program and it's really taken off. We're working with um, dealerships who are selling electric vehicles across the country and they offer our charger and an install that is managed by Emporia. So we've partnered with four different national install partners and now in a dealership you can add the price of our EV charger and an installation and a digital experience in the dealership gives us all the information we need to give you a white glove service on setting up and accomplishing that EV charger installed for you. And we really target between seven and 10 days from the time you leave the dealership, you have that home EV charger installed by a professional electrician. And so that's just more partnerships where we're working with others to try and accomplish the same goal. And that is, you know, a great consumer value, a great user experience in electrification.
0: Yeah, definitely focusing on that customer service aspect. And you you said that you're compatible with existing solar systems or, you know, ones that are put on later, which I know I just did a recent segment on the Tesla Powerwall 3, and it's not. You have to install the Tesla solar at the same time. So that's a bit different, perhaps a bit more accessible uh, Emporia versus Tesla there. I know that their Powerwall 2 um, is more compatible with, you know, existing solar, but it is something to think about if you've already made a step in one direction, what are you going to be able to bring in on top of that? And one, one of my last questions I have for you is what are some of the biggest challenges that Emporia has faced along the way?
1: Starting a company in 2018 was definitely an energy, excuse me, an interesting venture. Um, obviously the pandemic and us um, manufacturing overseas was was challenging um the logistics nightmares that happened soon after the pandemic with we had product just stacked up at the port of la was just a lot of fun the great work at home experience i think we have we do have employees that work remotely and just figuring out how to do that effectively and having given them the flexibility that works with their lifestyle with also the accountability that the company needs to move forward so that's been an absolute venture, but I would definitely say our biggest hurdle has been just to continually find and attract and hire the super talented of the super talented. Right? It's you know we are looking for high high performing employees that are excited about our mission, excited about the transformation that we can make into the power grid and and home electrification, and finding those folks and bringing them on board and and Driving them to be super happy and efficient is is always the challenge,
0: and facing people, those <laughs> yeah people it's it is tough. You want to build the best team, and of course, uh, you know, COVID brought tremendous challenges and remains. You know, we're still suffering from the side effects. And from those biggest challenges, do you have major lessons learned?
1: Right, major lesson learned, and um, and then the now the capital markets and the VC markets are, are struggling. But um, I mean, the one big lesson I think is that we keep our heads up and we think about the world, not today, but what's it gonna look like in three years? What's it gonna look in five years? What's it gonna look in seven years? And so I like to say we're building for a future that's not yet here, um, but when we keep that vision and it's so exciting, the transformation we think we can have on home energy usage the savings and efficiency we can drive for our consumers, uh, it just it keeps us motivated, right? And keeps us on that straight north path heading in the same same direction. And that's probably been the the biggest lesson. You can't let all the ups and downs in the day-to-day activity that you can't control throw you off track. You've got to keep vision on that true north star where you're heading and why you're heading there.
0: That you, you took my last question. It was going to be what keeps you motivated to do the work that you do? Because as CEO and founder of Emporia, I mean, you have a lot under your belt. You're a lot that you're trying to achieve. And I know that you were thinking about it as the, you know, team of Emporia, how you keep that North Star. But on a you level, what keeps you motivated on the day to day?
1: Yeah, it's it's really doing, doing something that matters, um, doing it at a very large scale so we could have a very large impact. And it's exciting, right? It's, I'm not a golfer, right? I do like to get out and enjoy the Colorado mountains and, and, and hike and, and ski, um, but not as a full-time hobby. I really enjoy building and running a company that has the potential to have positive impact at a very large scale. And that's exciting to me. That keeps me going. It keeps me motivated. It, it helps me fight through the day-to-day challenges.
0: Well, thank you for joining me today, Sean. It was really interesting to hear about the history uh, that you bring to Emporia, where Emporia is today, the solutions that you offer, and I encourage our audience to ask questions below. Um, what are you curious about? Have you thought about, you know, upgrading your system? Would this be a solution that you didn't really know about um, the, you know, intelligent management? And please join us back again for another episode. I really appreciate you coming on today, Sean. And if you have anything else to say to our audience, please do.
1: Oh, well, Francie, thank you so much for for having us on. Thank you so much for all that Out of Spec is doing for bringing things like Emporia forward to the the forefront. So so your customers and listeners can learn more about us. So really appreciate it. Of course, you can always find more information about Emporia at EmporiaEnergy.com. Thank you so much,
0: Francie. Of course. We'll see y'all next time.